Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto's special episode review for What If Episode 1. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jeffrey Wright. That's right. Tetris. Jeffrey Wright in everything, low-key in everything you like. Jeffrey mm. Wright has been there, his touch is on it, and it deserves mm-hmm. to be. I love Jeffrey Wright. What's your favorite Jeffrey Wright performance? You got one? <sighs> wow. Ugh, my favorite. I don't know, man. It's hard to pull out favorite. I can't think. I, I have to go through his like IMDb yeah. to find favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that was me uh, buying Do time. Do you have some off the top of your head? No, I asked you a question so I could Google it. <laughs> All right, that's that's respectful. I mean, <laughs> and then I can't, immediately, I'm not going to like I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah, that's precisely what was Adam, going what on you think right about here? that? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked me. And I have my, 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 my own opinion right off the top of my head, and I'm prepared yeah. to share it with you in just three to, it's the watcher it's the watcher it's just got you know that's the one that comes right off the dome and i do mean the dome because he has a big dome uh For sure so shout out to jeffrey wright as the watcher the all-knowing does not influence cannot yeah. will not that's right must not interfere internet we are here because we are going to be talking about what if season one episode one what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger. Yes. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, if you guys have seen this episode, you're more than welcome to listen along with us. Listen, if you haven't seen it, you're welcome. But be warned. If you have not seen episode one of What If, we finna spoil it. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. And uh, Just you should you know. watch it. I mean, this is not one of those things where it requires a ton of knowledge or time. It is a right. it's a pretty brief episode. Well, I mean, well, well, we don't. You know, the whole season ain't out yet. I guess yeah, it depends on yeah. when people are listening to this. But uh, the only one episode of What If is out right now. It is this one. What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? So it should take no time at all for you to get caught up. And uh, spoiler, it's worth your time. That's just a spoiler mm-hmm. for our grading system there. It is worth your time. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this. Um, like Adam said, I, I would highly suggest you go check it out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, if you have the subscription, it is a part of that. And from what we understand, in a sense, this is canon. So if you want to be a completionist of all things Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. this technically is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's interesting worth. when you say that, actually, as a matter of fact. Because, you know, it it is canon in as much as the Watcher is observing it, which means it exists in some reality. And if you watched Loki at all, and if you are paying attention to the movies that are coming out soon, I'm looking at uh, Doctor Strange 2. You know mm-hmm. that and the multiverse of madness. That's right. You know that multiple realities will be presented in the MCU as some kind of canon. Not always the one that we're paying attention to. Not always the one that the movie is about. But they're out there. So I, I, I appreciate that. I like that. Yeah. Like uh, I'm excited. That. I think that adds yeah. some weight to this series. Because otherwise, I don't know what your experience is with What If comics. You know, the idea mm-hmm. was always just, you know those arguments you have with your, your buddies? Where you just imagine whatever who would win in a fight, right. you know, right. uh, uh, a Black Panther versus an Adat from Star Wars. You know, you just kind of get crazy <laughs> with it. Uh, and right. I feel like What If was always Marvel uh, riding on that. You know, this is what our fans are doing anyway. They're coming up with these yeah. imaginations, imaginative permutations of the characters. And I've always loved What If, What If, as a uh, play space where they can get flexible and weird. So let's talk about that real quick. Before we get into the actual episode, I did a quick Google, pulled it up on Wikipedia, because I could give my freestyle definition of what a what-if comic is, but I figured I'd read something somebody else wrote, Uh which could be literally anybody. Adam, you could have wrote this, but whatever. I might have. It says, what if if I did? What if Adam uh, Jeffrey Wright Tetris wrote this entry? (laughs) Uh, Here's what Wikipedia says. Uh, Or isn't there a Wikipedia? Yeah. You might look up look up Wikipedia real quick to see what or fandom or whatever the heck it says about what if. Wikipedia is real. 
What if someone uh, sometimes stylized as what if dot 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 question mark is a comic book anthology series published by Marvel Comics, whose stories explore how the Marvel Universe might have unfolded if key moments in its history had not occurred as they did in mainstream continuity. Since what if debuted in 1977, the comics have been published in 13 series as well as occasional standalone issues. Mm hmm. Yeah. There it is. So that from that that is what the what if show is based off. It's based off of comics that have been a part of Marvel comics for many many moons and basically they do things like what if Spider-Man was the Punisher? What if you know, Thor was a frost giant. Yeah. What if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? What if, uh, what if Sue Storm from the Fantastic Four turned into the Man-Thing? That's a classic that we were discussing recently with Simba Sparks. That was That's one true. where, uh, you know, in Fantastic Four, the Thing turns into a monster man, and everybody else was like mm-hmm. relatively a person with superpowers. And this was mm-hmm. a what if. Uh, what if all of the members of the Fantastic Four turned into monster people? And one of them was the Man-Thing. Love that. Love you that. were excited about that, weren't you? Very excited about that. Very excited for uh, the MCU to ignore that wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's good? Listen, yeah, I know. Listen, we have established that Man Thing is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, he's in the movies. Yeah, we have seen him in Thor Ragnarok. That, that's that right. has happened. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he's right. out there. So let's let's check out what IMDb has to say about what if mm-hmm. and because uh, this is always fun Let, let's see what they're talking about yeah. and let's see what it talks about the first episode IMDb says exploring pivotal moments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and turning them on their head leading the audience into uncharted territory okay sounds fun that's exactly yeah. what's happening here we are seeing versions of the story that you know that are tweaked so characters are in different positions and things play out a little bit differently. And that is precisely what we see in the first episode. Uh, what if Captain Carter, a.k.a. Peggy, uh, the love interest of Steve Rogers from the Captain America movies in the MCU, well, what if she turned out to be the first Avenger and got the super soldier serum? And, yeah. uh, and that's the setup. So this in that, in that way, the first episode, I, I think, is teaching viewers what to expect from the rest of the series. <gasps> That's and, an interesting uh, way of looking at it. Yeah. Marvel is great at that, right? I think Loki as a series was instructive because it was teaching viewers that they will be able to see alternate versions of characters they like that mm-hmm. might look different. And that makes a lot of sense because that's how comics have always rebooted themselves and tried new flavors and styles. And that's how contract issues are going to be resolved. You know, uh, Chris Evans is right. not coming back for a little while. Okay, well, we need to teach you that we can still have a Steve Rogers. He just might look different, though. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's uh, what if it's, I think, furthering that explana- uh, exploration of uh, alternates and variants, as it were. And uh, this is really interesting. We haven't touched on this yet. This is animated. Yes. It's a cartoon. So this yeah. is this is the first time I think. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Octavius, not the internet. Mm-hmm. Internet, don't at me. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the the internet. A- Adam Tedderus. Yeah, feel free. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time that we have a major contribution to the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is mm-hmm. fully animated. I believe you're correct. I think I'm correct. So I believe you are correct. And that is really interesting because on Disney Plus, you know, we're getting contributions to main storylines. We got our, uh, 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 shoot, WandaVision. We got our Falcon Winter Soldier. We got our Loki. Those mm-hmm. shows, those series are, are finding their, their footing in the movies. So now we have all these different sources of canon. But this is the first one where it is animated. I am so excited about this. You and I are both big fans of animation. For sure. And people take MCU stuff so seriously. And I love the idea that we get to do this. I I know this is an experimental series because even though it is canon, it is in a different reality and so they can do whatever they want. But I do hope at some point in time we'll be able to see this kind of animation come to the core MCU. That'd be dope. I would love that. Mm. Yeah. So before before we go any further, because we're both itching to get into this, yeah, let's do the spoiler warning. Uh-huh. Internet, we are going to spoil this episode of What If. We are going to spoil the Marvel Cinematic Universe in totality. 
if there's anything of the MCU that you have not seen, mm-hmm. specifically this episode of Marvel's What If on Disney Plus, we finna spoil it. That's right. If you so, if you haven't watched it, please pause, go watch the episode, and then come back. But if you have seen it, please stay with us, stick with us, and have a good old conversation. Uh-huh. So, spoilers: three, two, one. It's your fault. It's your fault. Now, I always like to say what the the, the spoiler wall is, is made up of. I feel like that adds some you know, okay. illustration okay. to what we're doing here. So is look, it made up out of uh, dead Hydra soldiers? I, you know, I was thinking dead Hydra soldiers, but then I thought, you know what it's made of now? Uh, here for all of our What If episodes, this is this is right at the edge, the fabric of reality that you know, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So this is okay. made up of the, the, the stuff that makes reality of the 616. Now, if you climb up that spoiler wall and jump over to the other side, you are firmly right. feet planted in a new reality. All right, you right. you need to do so deliberately. Don't don't go falling into a different dimension by accident. Don't do that. Like your mom said, avoid doing that. So uh, that's your what this- mom. Everybody's mom has definitely said, "Don't fall into another dimension. <laughs> Get back up from that dimension." <laughs> that's right. That's, get back. Well, you know, as a father, kids will just get their hands into anything. And you're like, oh, come My on. My child now. would definitely jump into another dimension. You if need it was made to drop that to tesseract her. right now, little Zuri. Huh? Do not put go it down. Put, put, you don't know where that's been. I, put it down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, spoiler wall is made up of the fabric of reality that makes a 616. You uh, hopped up on over the spoiler wall and you're on the other side with us. It's your fault. Welcome. What if you spoiled what if? What if? Mm hmm. All right, so let's start this thing off by going gut reactions. Yes. What, you know, we basically have concluded the 60-second shot clock review of what happened in this episode is it's basically Captain America, the first Avenger, but if instead of Steve Rogers be taking the Super Soldier Serum and becoming the first Avenger, yeah. it was Peggy Carter. Uh huh. You watch this episode. You're sitting on your sofa. Gut reaction after you saw it. How did you feel? Fun snack. That's what that was. This was a fun snack. Mm. I uh, I really enjoyed watching it. It was light and breezy. It impressed me with the quality of the animation, the quality, the production overall. You know, this is this is a high budget series uh, in terms of animation, and we know what it looks like when it's the opposite. You know, those old cartoons oh, yeah. where yeah, they yeah, don't have yeah. enough money to animate all frames. You know, that ain't Correct. the situation here. And uh, I I enjoyed it, although it did leave me with some questions mm-hmm. about the weight and the value of this thing, and how will it be received by big fans of the MCU? Are they going to care about the cartoons? That's what. That's my question. So I enjoyed it. That's interesting. But I do wonder how it will land with other people. What is your gut reaction? I watched this and I was like, "Whoa!" So this is a part of the bigger thing. Yeah. Intra. Okay. Like, I, of course, off top, I was like, "That was dope." Yeah. But then I was like, "Oh, it's connected." Ah. So what's next? Mm-hmm. That was my thought. What's like, so what's next? All right. Yeah, I like that. How does this all go together? I want to ask, too, is there an episode, I don't know if you are aware of the different what-if episodes that are coming out, is there one that you are excited or more excited about than others? Uh, I'm intentionally trying not to look too far into the future. Blackout congregations, stay in the dark, just let it unfold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let it, let it, sh- I know that there's a... What if um, T'Challa was taken by Yandu instead of Peter Quill? Peter Quill, yeah. So, of course, I'm like, well, what's that about? You know what I mean? Right. But, and also, we get to hear T'Challa be played by Shadwick one more time. Pretty incredible. So, I'm excited about that. But outside of that, I mean, I did see something else where I see Eric Killmonger interact with Tony Stark right around the same time that he would have become you know, been abducted and become Iron Man. So I'm like, that's interesting. Like, what's that about? Yeah. But again, that's what's cool about what if I can just say overall, I'm sold on the idea. I'm sold on the concept of what if I'm like, I'm down, take me there. Mm -hmm. You somehow got Eric Killmonger and Tony Stark meeting to get like, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, Spider-Man is the Sorcerer Supreme. Or whatever, if you say so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's fine with me. Yeah. Um, now, I will also say 
that initially I saw the animation in the trailers and I was like, ah, I don't know. Sure. I know what you mean. When I first saw it, I felt the same way. I was way. like, is that 3D? And I was like, it is 3D. Yeah. And the the bourgeois animator in me was like, ah, I, yeah. I don't know if I want 3D. Like I just wasn't, I didn't want CG. Can you talk but a little saw, bit about that? What, why you have that reaction to 3D CG style animation? Cause I, I think I'm reading you on the same wavelength here, but I want to know more about where that feeling comes from. Well, I just, because I've seen DC kill it with their 2D animation for so long, and they've done really, 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 really good jobs of telling those stories. And I wanted more. I always been like, man, where's Marvel at with the same thing? And to be honest with you, when you think 3D or CG animation in America, you often go towards Disney. You know, you mm. often go towards Pixar. And because I didn't know the tone of what was going on when I saw 3D, I was like, is this going to be super kitty? Is this going to be like kind of cheesy kind of stuff? But then when I actually got my eyes on it and I was like, oh, it's 3D, but it's the style was intentionally to make it look 2D, even though it is CG. And I said, oh, okay. And then when I was able to see the impact and like the way they exaggerated things. So in a lot of ways they used three, 3d or CG animation, but they kept that 2d feeling mm-hmm. of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm with it. I, I, I see the vision. Yeah. I get what you guys are doing. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I kind of had the same reaction when I initially saw screenshots uh, of, of the, yeah, of what if I was like, ah, it's that super glossy kind of animation mm-hmm. that for me mm-hmm. doesn't really have a vision or a soulfulness. Uh, it, it it feels almost too crisp, like they have made they've perfected it, and so like some, video game cut, like cut video scenes. game cutscenes, it almost looks cel shaded. It almost looks rotoscoped, uh, and and I think it looks right. shiny in a way that is predictable from marvel uh it does look very high quality but what i needed to see and what impressed me ultimately is the way that it moves is it is gorgeous. gotta see a move i mean it really is gorgeous it is not uh it is not like a, a very interesting animation with a lot of detail it, I'm, I'm thinking of something that i'm watching that's a cartoon that i really deeply love right now is tuka and birdie you ever watch tuka and birdie mm-hmm. Yeah, Tuka and Birdie has a voice, and most people might look at it and from afar, it looks a lot like BoJack Horseman because yeah, Adult Lisa, Swim kind of stuff. Yeah, Lisa Hannah Walt is the the animator, the cartoonist who made this. Uh, but Tuka and Birdie, with the way they move, the way they talk, the way the world breaks, the physics operate when they are doing interludes in between scenes, it has a voice. It has a distinct vision, and I was feeling like this didn't have that. But ultimately, it wins me over because it is beautiful the way that it moves and the thing that really pushes me over more than anything else is the voice cast Mm -hmm. most times we get a cartoon that is reflective or an adaptation of a movie that we like or some other big property you don't get that the actors from the movie now correct with very few exceptions a few notable exceptions in this case uh, that is not the case. We have Haley Atwell, who played Peggy Carter in the movies. We got Stanley Tucci, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner, Dominic Cooper. I mean, Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher is really great and on point. Sebastian Stan the is back. Biggest baby in the universe, yeah. And without... <laughs> <laughs> the biggest baby in the universe is the Watcher. Yeah, yeah, biggest the giant baby, baby, big old just nu- looking over people. Uh, neutral space baby is what I call him. Right, you know, neutral yeah, space baby. He's out here doing his thing, which is nothing really. Uh, and uh, with with some exception, Chris Evans is not back as Cap. But, Correct. But the guy they got does an outstanding job, Josh Keaton, and uh, no mm-hmm. Hugo Weaving. 
as Red Skull. Right, right. Uh, the person who's doing that is Ross Marquand, and he does a great job, too. So I think every, everyone does an incredible job, but this is rare. You know this, I know this. As fans of cartoons, we don't get the heavy hitter action stars yeah, to come back and do the true. cartoons. And everyone yep. does an incredible job in this, and I was very impressed. I also was very impressed with the the color, the use of color. It's very bright and vivid. yeah. It's exciting. Some of my favorite uh, screen grabs from it are, you know, Peggy in her very bright blue suit with the red popping, and there's a sky that's kind of blue and pink in the background at sunset. It, they really use color efficiently. It's beautiful. There's a scene where it looks like it's right out of Iron Giant, where uh, Peggy is on the back of uh, Steve Rogers, who is inside of kind of a Captain America, or Captain America, kind of an Iron Man. Hydra Stomper. Yeah, the Hydra Stomper, which is like World War II version Iron Man suit, really reminded me a lot of Iron Giant. And, and I think those cues are on for purpose, sure. and I appreciate that stuff. So let I think that's a great thing for us to get into our favorite moments. So what was your favorite moment of this episode of What If? My favorite moment is... It's two things, so I got to cheat a little bit. One is more of a concept, not a moment. It's the expedient nature of retelling a story we've seen before. This mm -hmm. this episode, and I assume episodes in the future, will continue at this clip. They know you have seen First Avenger. They know you right. have seen these. You've experienced these stories, so they get through it. Quick. They're like, you get it. You get you, it. You know. You know what happened. And that's that's such a get tone. To the part you don't know. Yeah, that's such a tone that I really appreciate. Where they can just move fast through the stuff that is familiar, put a little twist, a little remix on it, and then get to the good stuff. I would say my favorite scene is probably. Oh man, my favorite scene is probably when they summon the monster from the other dimension, and it is like a tentacled beast coming through this portal. Yes. Red Skull. Yes. It, I, I don't know if this is confirmed or if this is just familiar or what. Look like Shuma Gorath. If you're familiar with g green tentacle dude from space, mm -hmm. Shuma mm -hmm. Gorath. He was in Marvel versus Capcom. He's a. I didn't see the eyeball though. I, I didn't see the, the eyeball. Yeah, mouth. but I was like, oh, is this Shuma? I, I, I was getting really excited, nerding out on that. But the reason I like that is because it fit within the story. It looked cool. It matched the same tone as everything else. And then they give Peggy a sword, and she just goes ham on this thing. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, is what animation can do. Because in the movies, they would have spent mad amounts of money. It might have yes. looked whack. Like, there are a lot of components where it just, it might not have come together because you need to make live action look like a cartoon and cartoon look like live action. And it doesn't always work. But in this, it's just flawless. It showed me, like, these are the capabilities. We can do big budget things if it's all animated. And it really got me excited about where we're headed. I loved that. That was mine. What about, what about yours? My favorite is seeing Captain Carter in that big action scene with the Hydra Stomper. Oh, so good. Yeah. Just the, the animator in me is like, oh, I would love to animate something like this. Yeah. Where she's, you know, just see, I mean, they did such a great job of showing Captain Carter be badass. Yeah. And I'm sitting here watching this the whole time and I'm going... This is the power of animation. Definitely. There are things that you are doing right now. There's stuff that you're showing right now that I just go, sure, because I'm bought into the world and the rules of the world in this animated world. I'm not questioning if Peggy Carter can jump off the top of a building, do two front flips and land and do the hero land. Thunk. And then no, she just like can. Jammed. Right. She and just it can. Right. Yeah. You know, the car comes at Steve and the Hydra Stomper and he just crushes the, I mean, the, 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 the tank and he just crushes the top of the tank. Yeah. Like the, and I'm just like, yep, sure. Yeah. Like the, all of the fights, then the whole scene where she's flying in the air and it's dope because they did a one take, but it's animated. Right. If you go watch it again, they don't cut. They do this whole thing where she's flying, she jumps off and she jumps from one plane to another plane and then punches and beats people up and then jumps off and then she's floating yeah. and then in comes the hydra stopper and, whoosh, and they, i'm like lands right on top of it yeah that thank you beautiful 
Yeah. Thank you for this. <laughs> you know I what love, I mean? I love her I appearance love as Captain Carter when uh, uh, the, the car is coming toward her and she puts the shield out and she it, it, the, the car yes. makes contact with the shield and she lifts it up over her head and tosses it behind her and it, yes. it flows beautifully. And that would have been something that would have looked really wild in the movies. Now, of course, Marvel can pull this stuff off. We know they have the bigger budgets than anybody and they can do anything they want. It just but is the medium. The medium and different. Yeah. And also, shout out to the choreography. You know, you're pointing out that one perspective, that one angle on that fight scene mm -hmm. when she lands and then she's beating people up with a Hydra stomper. Mm -hmm. But this was very meticulously plotted. So the fights yes. look beautiful. Shout out to the storyboard artists. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that was outstanding. Peggy Carter, look, this is this is internet uh, uh, vernacular. I'm going to dip a little bit into the lingo. All right, <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Step on me, Peggy Carter. You can crush me. You, you do whatever you look, do whatever you want, ma'am. Oh, incredible! Man. That's funny. Incredible. I was I was such a fan of this uh, through and through. But I will say, like I mentioned. It left me with some questions. This hit me Great. and you in in a really positive way. But your uh -huh. average MCU fan is is that us or is that someone else? Someone's partner, someone's uh, uh, hmm. parents, your cousins, your sister in law. They go and see the movies too. Are they going to dip into right. this? Are they going to care? Expand on that question. Like when you say, "Are we ever like? Are they going to tell me more about what you're thinking with that?" I'm thinking like you know at this point, I think Marvel has gotten a grip on everyone who sees movies period if you participate in pop culture you go see marvel movies no longer is it just a comic book movie and that's only for comic book fans right now you used to always say it's a great time to be a geek it's yeah. like it's just a great time if you like movies because th these are what movies are nowadays that's right for good or for ill i'm sure you can make an argument one way or the other but you know for this this is scratching an itch that i think feels especially nerdy. You know, I want to see this character come to life because I recognize Captain Carter from the comics and I love animation. That being said, you know, my partner, Timory, she's not as crazy about animated features as I am. Mm, it okay, becomes a blocker. And so, you know, uh, it's not like she is Oh, it's a blocker. It. It's like the medium is a blocker. It's like, that's ugh, right. That's right. Animation. I'll skip it. Right. Thing. And so it's just one gotcha. of those things where it just it immediately renders itself less important. Now, with some exceptions, uh, she is a huge fan of Spider-Verse, has seen it countless times. We watch, like I mentioned, Classic. Tuca and Birdie. We watch it all the time. You've you got Archer, you've got Rick and Morty, you got a, like, there are cartoons that fit in mm -hmm. that world. But this is mm -hmm. a cartoon contribution to a superhero thing. And, uh, you know, she watches all the Batman movies, but none of the animated Johns. And so I wonder, you know, Interesting. will that be the effect here? And the reason why I wonder is mainly because will we see this series get a second season and so on? And already will been approved. It, yeah. It, will we already see, will we see this grow and flourish in the way that we've seen the MCU on, on, on the big screen grow and flourish? Oh, you're talking about fandom. Yeah, is it going to justify itself, you know? Or is this kind of just, look, they got that Marvel money, they got that Disney Plus money, they're just doing what all anything they For want sure. to do. Yeah. Well, I would say this, man, you know, like, um, the, why am I blanking right now? Uh, the Bad Bitch, you know, that mm -hmm. show is out there. Uh-huh. You know, the Bad Batch. Like uh, oh, that. yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Star Wars Bad Batch is very highly reviewed. I imagine you're watching it and really enjoy it. Is that true? I watched one episode and then I got distracted and never okay. came back to it. Case in point, me and yeah. you are fans of the franchise. We love animation. We like Star yes. Wars. And this is definitely riding on the moment momentum from Mandalorian. But right. I'll be damned if I ever missed an episode of Mandalorian. No way. Not happening. But no I way. did miss almost the entire season of the bad batch in spite of the fact yeah. that it is very highly reviewed. So I'm, it's not that I'm worried. I'm more curious. Will this project from Marvel be nourished in the way that I hope it will? Or is there just a blocker here? You know, and I think there's enough fandom, you know, like yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of the same people that are going to talk, that have been talking about everything else geekdom are talking about 
What if? Now, I think there's some people, and that's the whole thing. I think that's what Marvel wants. MCU wants, Disney wants. They want to do things that are entertaining and safe for the entire family. Yeah. But I think that's a large part of what Disney Plus does. Disney Plus allows you to have things that are going to be more focused on your kid. Like there's a, there's a, like a little chibi Spider-Man show yeah. that I can't stand because they call Mars, Mars, Mars Morales like spin or what? something like that. Wait, and what? I'm, it's like one is Spider-Man or Spidey. Uh-huh. Like the Gwen Stacy character is like Spider-Woman or Spider-Girl. Uh-huh. And then Miles' character is like spin. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. nah, that boy know. ain't name ain't spin. I cut it off immediately. <laughs> disrespect and raise my child incorrectly. Put my no, respect on like, my name. <laughs> it ain't spin. But you know, that's not for me though. You know what I'm saying? I and Marvel and Disney Plus is just fine with that because it's for my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They don't need everybody. They just need me to have a Disney Plus per- subscription. Yeah. The only you know thing they need you to do is pay for the subscription so your daughter can watch it. Correct. Right. You know, and some people have a Disney Plus subscription just so their kids can watch yada yada. And yeah, other people have a subscription because they're not going to miss an episode of Mandalorian, but they don't even know what the Bad Batch is. You yeah, know? So understood. I think that's a large part of a streaming service is to go, can we have something that will keep you subscribing to our thing? Yeah. So we have Star Wars, we have Disney, we have Disney classics, we have, like, because, I mean, yeah, think about it. There's a lot of those shows, like the new Turner and Hooch. I'm not watching that. I don't even know nothing about that. I remember the old yeah, Turner like, and Hooch. Yeah, Mighty Ducks, blah, blah. I'm not watching that. Not, no. not, not because I didn't watch the Mighty Ducks when I was a kid. It's just that that fandom didn't transfer yeah. over to my adulthood. Yeah. But, you know, my daughter and I have watched... Um, what if episode one twice and as oh, soon as it yeah. went off the second time she's like can we watch it again oh nice okay. and i'm like yeah. absolutely you know what i mean so that's so what i'm trying to say is they have something for everybody mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. they have my money you know what i'm saying yeah of course and what they want is they want to be able to have my daughter's money 10 15 years from now yeah of course yeah you see what i'm saying uh-huh uh-huh so i think and also because it is canon, we come to find out. I think there's enough to go, hey, like, you should watch Loki. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally telling my wife, you need to watch Loki because you're going to be asking me questions because mm-hmm. you're not going to understand what's going on next year. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go, wait, who's, I thought Loki was dead. And I'm going to go, oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> <sighs> oh who's that? I'm like, wife, I can't explain this to you in the middle of this movie. I love you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But I need you to hold on. Like, I, you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. I think that's going to be part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. Well, let me ask you this. I want to, I want to get into uh, any uh, critique we have of what yes. if. Did everything work for you, or are there some rooms for improvement? Um, as far as room for com- improvement is concerned, um, I can't really think of anything other than <laughs> it's not the show. Like, the room for improvement is like the way people are take talking about it in the real world. Oh, speak on that. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> I've, I've heard the conversation about like, is Captain Carter, you know, why they're, they're erasing Steve Rogers. And I was just like, <sighs> <laughs> that's what, what if <sighs> is. The idea is, you I'm know, just, we, um, we change the paradigm. The, <laughs> the entire, like, the whole concept from the jump is the thing that, what if the thing that you do know is different though? And if if we get into the, the little pieces, I'm like, so we're not going to do anything with Steve? I'm like, it doesn't matter actually. The, 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 just watch the original Johns. He has countless right. movies. Right. So many, that's many, what many, many we're movies. here for. Yeah. I know what you mean. That that discourse is something that that uh, is predictable, 
from the dawn of time, ever since there yes. was a, uh, right. you know, Castle Skull, from the dawn of time when people had nerdy- We didn't even touch on the He-Man thing. Yeah, which I is haven't not even watched podcast. it yet. I haven't even watched but, it yet. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people will find things to, to uh, bicker and argue over. And this is just what happens when you get close to something- you know, it's both fun and terrible. It's responsible for all the fun and all the nightmarish behavior from people. But I, you know, I like what I because it embraces uh, trying new things and going new places. I will say my critique here is it, this may or may not be a critique. I want to see more of the season and see where we head from here. I want to get to a point where we are telling fully original what if stories. Now what oh, I mean yes. by talk that, about this. Yes. What I mean by that is like I mentioned early in this episode, uh, there is a a speed with which this story rehashes what you know so it can establish the remix. They're saying, you remember when Steve got in the pod and he turned into Cap? Well, we're going right. to get right up to the point where that machine turns on and then change it. Remember how uh, the cosmic cube was found by the Red Skull and then, uh, you know, so-and-so happened later? We're going to change those things. So I think that is both the way in which we highlight the remix, but also at a certain point in time, I must say, I've seen this story before. So I want to see stories that are fully different. I want to get to the point where we have explored all the original stories from the, the movies and twisted them up and changed them. Great. But I'm more excited for what happens next or the stories that we don't get to see because they don't have the clout to be brought mm -hmm. to the main screen, you know, to the, the, the movie picture, uh, movie picture, man, I can't talk to the, to the movie theater. Bring it forward to the motion pictures. Yeah. I, you know, I want to, I want to see that happen. So I want to see that happen. I want to see those characters flourish in different ways. And uh, I wonder if this can be the testing grounds for characters to, uh, to be introduced and for fandoms to start. Before, yeah. you know, Marvel goes and sinks all that motion picture movie into it, uh, budget into it. Um, we'll see. But, it, you know, this is, it's, this cuts both ways. This is a story that you know, except it's a little different, and that's the fun of it. But at a certain point in time, I think I will get exhausted from seeing the story that I know again. It's not as original as <laughs> yeah. it could be, you know? Yeah, I will say this. It does feel like right now, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general is the the roller coaster climbing to the top. Click, click, mm -hmm. click. It's like, all right, okay, let's get there. You know what I mean? And it's not even, you know, it's not a, putting it down, but I'm like, take me to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm here. I'm yeah. down. I'm with you. You know, you introduce me, again, spoilers for, for Loki, you introduce me to the multiverse and you break down variants and, you know, <laughs> branches and da 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 and TVA and all. I'm like, yes. The, the, the he who, like, all, take, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Take me to all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm able to go, okay, I see what you're doing with what if. And I see how this is canon. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You've you have introduced the multiverse. You've introduced alternate timelines. And now you get to use this as a tool or a vehicle yeah. to introduce new characters, come up with new ideas, maybe replace people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when you have established and I think quite a brilliant way of making us go, I buy it. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. So right now. If there's a variant version of Doctor Strange that shows up, you go, I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's turned like Marvel, Kevin Feige has turned the world into comic book geeks. Yeah. Like they understand the multiverse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking about? Like you understand how, and we think about Chadwick passing, like, oh, you could introduce another black panther sure and we would not flinch right because it wouldn't minimize chadwick but at the same time you'd allow t'challa to continue without getting rid of what chadwick did as t'challa agreed yeah. you know so yeah. i think it's exciting to have those ideas but i am very much looking forward to like what's the next thing mm -hmm. you know and i understand they're ramping us up wandavision loki now what if 
Then we're going to go into Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh-huh. And then we're going to get, you know, uh, uh, who are the people who've been here this whole time and didn't do nothing? The Eternals. Oh, sure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That feels like a big culmination, you know? Yeah. like. Yeah. So I can wait. I can wait. I can see what you're doing, you know? Yeah. And, you know, but with any luck, we will have this season both to teach us how this works and what's to come, and also to explore uh, and flex in some of those spaces also. My understanding is, if I, if I am uh, uh, pulling information correctly from IMDb, there are nine episodes in this series. Nine and- or ten? I, it looks like nine, so it goes okay. up. It goes from one point one to one point nine, and okay. and which is odd. You know, usually we would see either eight or ten or something, but they're playing with differences. You know, Loki had right. six, right? Loki only had six episodes. I believe so. so yeah. Uh, so there are nine episodes, but there are only four or five episodes that we have seen any footage of. Ah. Which means, you know, we're going to see some things that we have been trained for, we've seen previews for, and then we're going to see some stuff that we have not gotten any prior knowledge to, which I am excited about. You know, I'm, I am looking forward to uh, signaling to Marvel, I get it, you have taught me well, I'm ready, just treat me like I'm a smart person and a smart fan, go, go crazy. Yeah, but get they're wild. only going to go so crazy, because every episode, every comic, every show is somebody's first. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to const, they can't leave any potential fan behind. Yeah. And they also can't abandon any of their OG fans. So they got to yeah. be able to like put us all in the same pot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which and is serve why, us all. you know, I think I expect if this gets a season, did you say it's getting a season two? Yeah. It looks like there already is a season two that's laid out on Great. IMDb. So I assume so. So uh, if or when this gets a season two, we'll be able to really take those big leaps and go in all kinds of strange, bizarre directions because people will be ready for that. They will have been l- right. taught how this works, right. the logic of how it works. And exactly. an exciting reminder for myself and for everyone listening. Listening. Every single episode of What If is a different reality. So this is not one where we are building on the same continuity over and over again. We may revisit those continuities. Who knows? But every single one is a different world. And I think that is very dope. You know, completely fresh ideas that are not beholden to anything might mean, well, I mean, it might mean at a certain point, maybe the animation style changes depending on maybe what we want to see and, and, and the, the message they want to get across. Let me tell you what. So let's talk about what we think is going to happen moving forward. Uh huh. I have a hypothesis. Yeah. My hypothesis is that that one moment that Peggy made that decision, as the, the, the watcher said, that right there started a whole new universe and i think what we're going to start seeing is they're going to bring this together somehow this so is you, all going to culminate think, in one place you somehow. think this whole season is going to culminate in one universe one reality i, I think because if you think about what happens at the end of the episode whatever that whether it's shumagorath or the mini angled one or whatever they are the building is, something yeah you know she chops it up and she pushes through and like, you owe me a dance Saturday night, you know, and then she comes on the other side, all the little tentacles falling out, all the calamari comes through and then she ah, and comes across with the sword and she's 70 years in the future. Yeah. And then we've got Clint Barton and Nick Hawkeye Fury yeah, and Nick Fury, mm-hmm. you know, so where we ended is we won the war. Mm-hmm. So similar to. Cap coming back many years later out of the ice, Steve Rogers, Cap, Peggy Carter comes through this portal 70 years in the future. And just like Cap came back in the future, he was the first Avenger. Mm -hmm. This says, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? That leads me to believe that there will be other Avengers. Like this is a new universe yeah sure and that they're going to continue moving forward with this story so if the next one is you know what if t'challa became star lord or whatever the heck that is my guess is 
that's in the same universe. Well, so what's interesting here, and since that's we're, in the same timeline, you get what I'm trying to say? I do, yeah. And what, what's interesting is, you know, maybe we'll build on one world and sometimes we'll take field trips to different ones because what I know is one of these right. episodes has the Marvel zombies in them. And one mm. of the Marvel zombies that's in the previews is a zombified Captain America. Oh, so yeah, that that's has a good point. to imply a different reality. So, you that's know, cool. it is cool. You know, I it makes sense. Marvel knows that they reap rewards by letting characters grow and bringing characters together. That's what they've done with the MCU so beautifully. So this gives them the chance to do that with different versions of those same uh, properties, those same characters. But I also want to see some madness tossed in there too. I think of... Mm. uh, uh, what what was that anthology series that we really love on Netflix, the animation one? Love, love Death, Death Robots. And Robots. I want to see the Marvel Love Death Robots. That's kind of what I want from cool. What If. Listen, listen. Well, tone it down a little bit, though. Tone it down say, a lot of it, like, I think I think you can get the Marvel Twilight Zone. I think that, well, so the re, yeah, I, that makes sense. But the reason I, I use that as a reference is because every episode has a different style, a different vision, right. a different direction, and different Black stories Mirror. necessitate that. And, you know, right. I would love to see some hand drawn 2D stuff in these. You know, in these episodes, if not this season, maybe in the future. I think that would be so much fun. Different styles. Star Wars is going to be doing that with anime takes on Star mm-hmm. Wars. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to see that kind of creativity fully explored, if not now, in a season two. Right. Speaking of which, um, I definitely would like to see this stuff kind of go really wacky and be yeah. unhinged yeah. and not feel so tied down to the stories we knew in the past. Yeah. And I, I don't agree. know that it won't, but it would be interesting to see some stuff just go, not feel like, well, it's all got to tie together. It's all got to tie back. It's all got to, I mean, sometimes it can just be like, cause you know, like if you think about twilight zone, which inspired, I'm, I'm sure has some effect on black mirror and which I'm sure in some way has some effect on love, death and robots. They got to share inspiration in some sort of way. Absolutely. A large part of that is like lessons learned like, Hey, everything didn't turn out. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes there's a reason why this went the way it went. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Because had it gone another way, that wouldn't be good. It wouldn't like, have worked out, right? Yeah, the, I, we don't we don't want that outcome. It, it could be a bad outcome, and thank right. God it didn't go that way. So it would be interesting to see some scenarios end and go, "Damn, I'm glad it didn't go like that." <laughs> yeah, you right. know, yeah. geez, that's not an outcome I want to see. Uh-huh. So you know, uh, that's one of the hopes that I have moving forward with what if, because that's a large part of the comics. I remember Sim and Sparks talking about how. One of the first comics he read is, what if all of the Fantastic Four had the same powers? Yeah, yeah. I think he said that's the first comic he ever read. Oh, that's wild, man. And he remembers being very sad when he finished reading it. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, it was like, what the hell? Like, this is terrible. Yeah. You know? So it wasn't like, man, I I wish I could see this. Yeah. I think I'm glad it didn't happen that way. So that's that's kind of the beauty of of being able to flex into these spaces and get very creative with it. You've seen the standard. We all know what it looks like when it works out, and we cheer for the good guy to win. And we should have the full ability of seeing what happens when that is not the case. I think you know how interesting would it be. Right. You know? Well, I think of how interesting it would be if there was a version, if there was an episode of this style. Of what, what if, if they freed my nigga Starro? <laughs> <laughs> what if Starro was in the MCU? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. But uh, free Starro, by the way. Free Free Star of the Conqueror. You can get your T-shirt on freestarofthaconqueror dot com. You buy them up before Starro grabs them up. You know. Right. Uh, uh, you know, it'd be cool if there was an episode that took uh, different realities all within one episode. Uh, what if Doctor Strange became Cap? What if uh, Peggy became Cap? What if Man Thing became Cap? You, you're doing kind of like a uh, um, a time warp or or, or like a Groundhog Day kind of story. Man Thing in there for sure. Oh my God! But they better, you know, because they can do it. They can pull that stuff off believably within this medium true true and i'm there, I mean, looking for it it would be cool if they i mean we're gonna get howard the duck apparently 
I, I, you know I remember I mean? there was going to be a Howard cartoon. Is that still coming? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, we'll see. But I know there was a conversation about it. But it would be cool to introduce new characters. Like, again, I think part ah. of what, if we say, like, hey, I want new stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. right, you don't have to keep going back to Doctor Strange and going back to T'Challa again mm-hmm. and going back to Peter Quill again and going back. Like, take me to Howard the Duck. Take me to... That weirdo stuff that nobody even people are gonna go. Who's that? Like yeah. that's a great. And Love I gotta that. imagine we aren't the smartest guys in Marvel's writers' room. No, you know what I'm saying. No, yeah, like I'm yeah. sure somebody's like, yo, this is a great opportunity to introduce fill in the blank character. Yeah, yeah, you know. And imagine what we could do with animation with that character. And we can also test out and go, hey. People responded really well to this episode with this character. Maybe uh-huh. we should. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Sky's the limit, which is why I'm so excited about this show. More so because this first episode that you and I watched was spectacular. It it justifies its existence. I'm very excited to see where we go. But let's not forget that there is a limit on what they can do. There is a threshold on what they can do. Because the moment they introduce, well, what if Clint Barton became the king of Wakanda? Okay, Mm -mm. now, uh, no, right. No, no. I'm out. No. No. What if Matt? Not have it. What if Matt Damon? I said we will <laughs> not have it. Oh. What if Matt Damon became I, the Black Panther? <laughs> Mbaku, leader of the Jabari tribe, <laughs> will not have it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, man. I am very excited for where we go from here. I really enjoyed this. New episodes come out on Wednesdays. We have something midweek yep. to look forward to. Wednesday. Uh, can't wait until the next episode, which my understanding is the T'Challa episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into, to, we're going to do letter grades on episodes. Do we want to do letter grades on episodes? Are they lowercase letters? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we should give letter grades. You know what? Let's just, let's table that for now. Yeah, yeah, sure. We can, we can you sum know? it all up. Once we get to the very end, we can kind of give a letter grade to the entire series. But I think. That's a good point. You know, for what it's like worth. Thumbs we, up, thumbs down. Maybe? We've said it time and time again. You know, this is, this is something that we believe if you are a fan of the MCU and you like this stuff, this is a must watch. You got to check this out. Do for not sure. ignore this. If you look at it and you're like, it's a cartoon. Do not ignore this. It is an excellent show. Well worth your time. Well, I think we should go episode. We, why don't we just go, you know, like thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, of course. On the episode. So for uh-huh. me, I give this episode a thumbs up. I absolutely give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. We'll think about if that's the proper uh, grading scale we want to do per episode. Because, you know, that's a good point. Like, this is not a movie. This is one episode of a season of television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it would be it might be good to give a, a full letter grade on the on the season when it's all done. I think Internet, so. what do you give this? Thumbs up, thumbs down, all of that good stuff. We'd love to hear what you guys think about episode one of what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? Or episode one of what if and that episode being what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger. Yeah. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedros, at Comic Book Junto, let us know what your thoughts on this episode are. Yeah. And let us also uh, pose a question to you all, listeners. What if you reviewed us on iTunes? What if Uh you shared Comic Book Junto with your friends? What if Mm. you revisited Mm. the archives of CBJ episodes and told us which episodes you liked and what you want to hear more of? Huh? What if you participated? We want you to participate. We're excited to be back. What if you left us five stars and a positive comment? That's what if you did, though? Huh? What if you paid us? You know what? My Venmo is at Flirt oh, okay. Vonnegut, F-L-I-R-T-V-O-N-N-E-G-U-2. What if you paid me right now? What if you paid my friend Octavius A. Newman <laughs> okay. right now? Huh? What if? This what is actually if? great. I love this as a device for earning money. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, what if you gave me reparations? Huh? What if that? How about that? That's right. All right. That's the end of this episode. We will continue to talk about each episode. But until then, until next time, we love y'all. Peace. Peace.